Colossians 1.14 today. We're looking at rich truth here uh, in the book of Colossians. And let's remember uh, what Paul is doing. Paul knows there's an error in the uh, church in Colossae. He's not exactly saying what it is. He's not defining it for us. And, and he's not going after the error, so to speak. What he's doing instead is, is he's just bringing out great truth, powerful truth, mighty truth that dwarfs the error and puts these people in the place where uh, because they know truth, they become, uh, as it were, immune uh, to the error. Do you know that the way for you and I uh, to be made immune to error is to actually come to the place where we embrace truth, uh, where we take it on board, where we live it and make it real in our lives? Well, that's what Paul is doing. He's giving them truth. And in verse 14, he says this, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Redemption. That's a great word. We have redemption through his blood. Redemption uh, means ransom. He paid a ransom for us. Now, let's give me, let me give you an illustration to, so that we can think this through and understand what exactly Jesus did for us. Um, imagine yourself a slave taken from your home and your loved ones. You were led to the place of sale. You have no rights. People come and examine you like you're a beast. Um, you're going to be sold to the highest bid, bidder and you will live the rest of your days for the pleasure of the one who buys you. That's a picture too hard for us to enter into, really. We can't see ourselves in that picture. And that's happened to many people um, in history. It still happens today. Uh, but it's too hard for us to fully enter into. But that is the picture. The bidding begins. And somebody offers a price so ridiculously high that nobody else can even imagine meeting it. And this person buys you and sets you free. How incredible. Do you know that's exactly what Jesus did? He offered himself a ransom for you. In Matthew 20, verse 28, it says, Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus took your place. He sold himself as a slave to set you free. He took the burden of sin in his body on the tree and he paid the price of your sin himself so that you could be set free. Now here's the question for all of us. What are we going to do with that? Are we going to, like so many, take it, shove it in our back pocket like fire insurance and say, well, thanks a lot. Um, we're on our way and we live our lives and we do our own thing. Or are we going to recognize a relationship between us and him and give ourselves to him. Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14 and 15. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. What Paul is saying there is, he's been very logical. Paul's a very logical thinker. He's been very logical, and what he's saying is, well, hang on a minute, if he died for us, then we were dead. And the fact that he died for us means we should no longer live for ourselves, but unto him that lived and died for us. 
Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? So that your life now should be given to him to serve him. He's not going to force you. Remember, he set you free when you got saved. He's not demanding that you say that you serve him and that you live for him or else. He could, but he doesn't. But it makes sense. It's reasonable for you to give your life to him. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20 says this, What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. Same thought again. You see, you and I have freedom. We have the freedom to live and do our own thing. We're his. We're saved. We're going to heaven. But that doesn't make sense. That's not reasonable. That's what not what you were made for. That's not what you were redeemed for. That's not what you were ransomed for. You were ransomed to serve him. And remember, the one that died for you is the one that loves you most. And when he gives you his plan for your life, it's by far the best plan. Live for the glory of God. And that's what you're made for. And when you do, you will find in life a sweetness that cannot be found anywhere else. You're ransom. You're bought with a price. He loved you and gave, yourself, gave himself for you, even though you didn't deserve it. And now, the reasonable, logical conclusion of it all is, I'm not my own, I'm bought with a price, therefore, I'm going to live his way. And when you do that, you find a life that is sweet and that is wonderful and that is rich.